0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We've got a great guest, but first, a quick thank you to our sponsor. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is brought to you by International Coffee Farms. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee in Boquete, Panama. They now have 11 fully operational coffee farms and They are 100% sold out. They are accepting reservations for farm number 12. If the idea of owning a safe, diversified offshore investment is intriguing to you, check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We are back. Here on the weekend edition, we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We've got a great guest all the way from Toronto, Canada. Welcome to the show, Limor Markman.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Victor.
0: Limor, we've known each other for several years and you have a slightly different perspective on the world of real estate investing. Not only are you an investor, you're also involved in the education side of the real estate industry. So today what we're going to do is we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit and look behind the scenes at what it means to be a real estate educator. You're one of these folks flying around the country educating rookie investors on these one-day workshops and these weekend boot camps, and that's a particularly different perspective. So we'd like to peel back the curtain, but before we do, why don't you give us a view on how you got into this particular aspect of the world of real estate investing
1: yeah so I've always been super fascinated with money. It's been something that, since I was a kid, you know, I was interested in my bank book and tracking my money, and you know, I remember being seven years old and being lifted up to be able to talk to the teller myself, so always had a fascination and When I graduated from business school, of course, I went to work in the banking industry where I really learned how the banks make money and how customers make mistakes and about eight years into my corporate career. I started really learning and reading as much as I could about real estate and found myself in a three-day real estate investing seminar. Now, I sat there and many of your listeners have probably been to some of those seminars, but I sat there and the one that I was in just completely resonated with me. I had my jaw on the ground for three days and I was like, holy goodness, if this stuff exists, I need to learn. So that weekend, you know, invested over $20,000, jumped in, And started taking every single class that they had, started working with mentors in the industry. And, you know, it's worth noting that at the time, my goal was really just to generate passive income and maybe retire in my 50s. But once I had a taste and realized I could make more money through one real estate deal than my year end bonus, things really started to change. And within two and a half years, replaced my corporate income with real estate funding my life. And what was really interesting is that even that very first weekend when I sat there in those seats and was learning about what was possible, I had a vision of myself being up there even though I had zero in the real estate at the time but I thought wow it was so cool that the instructor was there and looked to be having such a great time and so even at that point sort of planted the seed and and made a little business card which I was both really proud of and very embarrassed and at the end of the weekend I went and when people were were leaving I kind of went up to the instructor and slinked over and handed him this card and you know their response was okay kiddo you know let's get you started in real estate and then will get you thinking about teaching down the road. So it was funny that it was such an inkling early on.
0: How funny. So fast forward to today, you are one of those folks flying around the country, hosting a lot of those workshops. Tell us what you're up to these days.
1: Yeah. So I spent the last four years traveling across the country, going to major cities in Canada and you know, teaching average people how to become real estate investors. And, you know, it really opened my eyes and really sped up the process because as soon as I got involved and, you know, I got in far more prematurely than I expected, I had reached out to that education platform and said, probably about a year and a half in and said, look, here's what I'm doing. I'd love to teach for you guys in the future, in my mind thinking five, 10 years down the road. Um, you know, what, what can I do to prepare? And their response was, well, we're looking for an instructor, a female instructor to teach a female oriented brand. And they basically hired me on the spot. So trial by fire and spent many months training and, and learning to speak, but it, it gave me very early on, not only access and visibility into my own deals, but hundreds and hundreds of deals that students were doing. And then I was, of course, leveraging the mentors of the organization to help me to support those students as well. And so fast forward to today, I'm doing a little bit less of that with a structured organization and a lot more one-on-one consulting on my own, helping people with a strategy and then mentoring them through a first deal. And just this past fall, it's actually transitioned and evolved into my own national television show. So talk about having a vision board with crazy things that you never think will come true. But I've been hosting the show called The Fortunate Future that aired nationally across Canada. First season was out in the fall and the the world expanded to both real estate and cryptocurrency.
0: Amazing. You know, we often talk about the best way to learn something. You could read it in a book, you could attend a seminar, you could... Teach it, and when you teach it, you actually learn it better yourself than even just doing it.
1: 100%. And I also, for me, felt like I was needing to take the deals a hundred times more seriously when there were somebody else's. Not that I'm not doing my own due diligence, but it's one thing when it's my money, it's another thing when I become. An advisor or supporter to someone else. So, really took that responsibility very seriously. And you're absolutely right. When you're explaining concepts, when you're supporting someone else and trying to teach, you definitely need to know the ins and outs and you, you start to really own it and, and digest it in a whole nother way.
0: I love that. So tell me a little bit about the TV show. It's, so, it's running nationally. Is, is this a, a prepackaged season? Is this signing, something that's running on a weekly basis? How is that all put together?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the opportunity came about in in a very interesting way. I mean, I have a YouTube channel called Limor with 100,000 views, and I was always looking to get more and more in the media. I'd often been featured on different shows and got connected with a producer. And, you know, one thing led to another. It wasn't a show they were planning to create, but, you know, I really pursued the opportunity. We were able to put it together. And so on the TV show, The Fortunate Future, each week I interview three guests one on cryptocurrency, one on real estate investing, and one on some element of personal finance. And it's been really amazing to marry the three together and Throughout the fall season, the show aired uh, once a week on a Saturday on CHCH, both at 11.30 in the morning and 11.30 in the evening. And the episodes are also available at thefortunatefuture.com. So for those of you who might have missed it, and we're, we're really exciting and doing some, some early planning to hopefully have a next season coming up in the fall of 2019.
0: I love that. So, it's one thing to be on TV. It's another thing to be in standing in front of the room uh, teaching seminars. Let's switch over and talk a little bit about real estate. What kind of projects are you working on today?
1: Yeah. So, these days, I'm very active in the lending space. Um, I did my fair share of flips and rent-to-owns and pre-foreclosures and you know a little bit of the buffet. I was having a sampling and really enjoyed all of the active deals early on. But once I was able to leave my corporate job and I really thought to myself, okay, what do I really want to do? And I came back and you know, decided I wanted to be a brand. I wanted to empower people to be what I call financially fabulous and help them achieve financial freedom. It takes a lot of time and energy from an active space to build a brand and to host a TV show and YouTube channel and all that other good stuff. So my real estate is far more focused on passive and lending types of deals that enables me to have my time to focus on the brand component.
0: I love that. You know, one of the things that I I keep hearing this myth of passive income, and I'm a believer that there's no such thing as a passive business. They're all active businesses. You can invest passively in an active business, but there are no such thing as true passive businesses. How do you vet the people? How do you... Know that you're dealing with the right people, make sure that your funds are protected. How does that all work?
1: Well, first of all, I'm really glad that you said that because when I teach people, that's one of the most important things that I explain is that, you know, if you're going to generate royalties from writing a book, well, you're going to spend a lot of time and energy writing a book. And I know you have experience with that, and people can really wrap their head around it and, you know, ensure that it really is an active business and you need to be prepared. So, You know, when it comes to vetting the deals, due diligence is absolutely key. Understanding both the elements of the property as well as the borrowers, understanding what is the worst case scenario and using Stephen Covey's principle of begin with the end in mind is absolutely critical to understand that in a worst case scenario, while it doesn't happen very often, we need to be able to be prepared to deal with that and feel comfortable. And a big part of that, of course, is surrounding yourself with other investors with more experience. I still have mentors who are supporting me and will have mentors forevermore, but also professionals in the field and making sure that I've got enough of um, not only my own vetting, but support from from professionals to ensure that, you know, when I'm lending my money, when I'm involved in a deal, that I am as protected as possible and I go in with eyes wide open, but also that I'm ready that if it should... Turn or modify as, as happens in this world. I like to think of it as a Tetris piece, right? It's coming down. You think you have a plan and all of a sudden you gotta shift it over and, and do something else. But you know, just be be ready for that and have an, an open mind and a good attitude.
0: A lot of the real estate training programs, many of the ones that I've looked at or either taken, I've seen a really limiting aspect of them. I see a very small percentage of the people that graduate from those programs who are actually successful because those programs, in my estimation, focus overwhelmingly on the real estate components and all the other elements that folks might be missing, whether it's marketing, branding, negotiating, uh, business management, leadership, all those other elements are not part of the curriculum. And it's the folks that actually have those other things from some other element uh, of their life that actually enables them to be successful. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? What's been your experience?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I actually, when I was first getting started, I struggled with this a little bit and I, I reached out to a mentor of mine who'd been speaking for many years and I said, you know, do you ever feel bad that we're offering an opportunity that's, you know, double digit thousands of dollars and, you know, we're, we're sharing hope and an opportunity with someone? And, you know, encouraging them, because it's changed our lives, to, to take this on when, in fact, you may look out there and, and you may not assess that they have the skill. And what he said to me was very profound. And he said, who am I to judge who is going to really run and exceed with this opportunity? And that's really blown my mind, because over the years, I've seen, you know, real estate students who I thought were going to just rocket to the moon, do not much. And other individuals that I assume didn't have the skill set just completely excel. So I've really removed myself from that standpoint. I've definitely seen that the education programs have some of them at least have become a little bit more well-rounded. But you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking to upgrade my skills. And, you know, if I'm getting some raw education in one place, I'm definitely getting coaching and support and some of the soft skills in other places. So, you know, I wouldn't put the onus as much on the real estate community, but rather the individual who's looking to change their life or take that next step and recognize that, okay, here they're learning a strategy, but they may need to upgrade some of their skills in order to truly be successful.
0: I think that's actually a good answer because a lot of folks really don't address it at all and just kind of throw people into the deep end and say, hope you, you know, hope you got a life jacket.
1: Totally. And I mean, one of the other things that I would encourage if someone is listening and, you know, they're considering some education, I think it's really important to have a component that's got strategy and sort of the technical skills coupled with someone who is a mentor. So. All of my coaching that I do these days are, are twofold. So I'm teaching up front and then I'm a mentor through their first deal because, you know, just getting the technical skills is not necessarily enough, you know, just because you know what might happen, you throw them in the deep end, all of a sudden, you know, there's an unexpected shark that comes, they don't necessarily know what to do in their situation. So I would encourage people to really look for programs and support that has multiple components that can help them really succeed.
0: I love that. So, Limor, folks want to get in touch. What's the best way?
1: Yeah, well, with a name like Limor, it's very easy to find. I'm on Facebook, Limor Markman. Uh, My YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Limor. And of course, my website, limor.money. And all of that is L-I-M-O-R. Anyone can reach out. And I would love to connect with some more investors.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Limor. Find her anywhere, L-I-M-O-R on social media. And in the meantime, have a great rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.